Welcome back to another episode of Aspie and Menopause. Today I'm really excited. I get to speak to the amazing Nicole. She's the makeup artist and a hairstylist to Hollywood. Nicole provides on-location makeup artistry for camera, film, TV, photo events and lots more in LA and San Francisco. I'm so excited to speak with you, Nicole. I'm a huge fan of your work. You really do know how to make women feel absolutely beautiful. Wendy, it is really my pleasure to be here. I'm so excited that we get to chat and hopefully, you know, come up with some really lovely solutions and inspiring talk about skincare. Awesome. And also don't forget about the hair. Yes, and the hair. Oh, the hair. What is it that happens around about menopause? We go from these massive zhuzh-looking styles to suddenly having to try and add some lift and body. I think it's um, not only concerning, but it's upsetting because we've had this hair on top of our head our entire lives. We touch it every single day. We look at it. And we all know what it feels like to have our hair wet, slicked against our head. It changes our entire look. So I think as we age and a lot of us, you know, could start to lose some of the density, the thickness, the fullness of the hair, it is definitely a transition period of this new, this new person that's looking at us in the mirror, right? Yeah, I get emails from my clients and they, they tell me that they're suddenly discovering that when they brush their hair or go into the shower, they're finding these lumps of hair falling out handfuls at a time. And I know one of the things I started doing was just, okay, I just can't wash my hair every day or every other day, try and do it a bit less. You know, hopefully that keeps the little hairs on the head a bit longer. A lot of us have, what do you suggest to women that they do who are more kind of natural and wanting the healthy look and in that new face that you see in the mirror? Yeah, it's a great question because um, I've heard that a lot of the symptoms are kind of textbook in that there's the body is fluctuating temperature wise. So that could bring a flush to the skin or night sweats or day sweats. And that could be causing the hair to kind of flatten things like that. So it's interesting because it's almost as though we're, you really do adopt this even lesser is more right. Like there's no controlling if the body is sweating other than patting it dry. Right. I think there is this feeling of, um, you still want something on your skin or on your face to to just give you a little boost. And I think lips are a really good place to play around with. We're coming out of a pandemic where a lot of us are still wearing masks. I don't know statistically, but I imagine lipstick sales have <laughs> fallen. But how wonderful to play around with some lipstick colors because it's not something that many of us are used to, or we've forgotten to do that. And it's not a space that's going to be affected by heat of the skin necessarily, or if, you know, there is a hot flash being experienced, something like that. And there might be these colors where you kind of think, oh, interesting, that that brightens my cheeks by putting some color on my lips. It's like a good handbag and a cute pair of shoes. You know, your lips and your cheeks kind of accentuate each other. And I also think brows are an eyebrows are an interesting place to play around with. My mother actually lost one of her eyebrows completely going through her menopausal state. And it's interesting, you know, she just kind of chose to grow some bangs out to just kind of cover that area. There's a lot that could be learned about spending five minutes 
perfecting how to draw on maybe this really soft eyebrow because when we have a brow that's the frame of the face I've heard people describe it so you have this they have products out there that are you know water resistant smudge proof and so to spend a little time learning how to draw in or or make the brow look a little fuller um, talk about kind of bringing it back to the 80s the full brow is is really a sign of youthfulness and then having a little color on the lips. I mean, those two things sound like something that we don't usually do. Yeah. And that doesn't sound like a lot of time and it doesn't sound like it'll make your skin feel heavy or weighed down at all. Just doing those two areas. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, you can touch on this too, talking about moisturizer or different types of ingredients that may feel lighter or that may wear better, you know, if the skin is perspiring or feeling warm or what have you. That's an interesting topic just to make sure that the first line of defense is just staying hydrated, you know, and we can talk deeply into what that looks like, you know, exercise wise and food wise. But I think having, you know, maybe switching up skincare and ingredients, because as long as I believe that as long as your skin is you know, you're using really beautiful quality ingredients. You don't need concealer foundation powder necessarily, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If your skin is, if you've added that hydration and just gentle ingredients, the skin is actually quite happy and you don't have to cover it up. I've also talked a lot about face care with my esthetician who has talked about needing to change your cleanser, you know, especially as the skin becomes thinner on the face and sometimes it can get dry, but it's still perspiring and that's such a confusing state to be in. So I, I almost lean on not putting a concealer or a foundation or, I mean, even a tinted sunscreen sometimes can, can catch or show the signs of dry patches on the skin. That's interesting. So and you, you would actually look older with weird catches than if you'd just gone I, naked skin. I agree. Yeah. Oh, and wow. Oh, what a treat. Thinking about, you know, all of the money we have spent on this concealer, that foundation, you know, um, you know, trying literally the definition of covering up or cover up as I think it's been called at some point, you know, but yeah. how wonderful to, you know, be going through something that I have heard is challenging. Is that a good word? (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) I was going to say a slap in the face, but that's maybe not as nice. It's I've heard it's challenging. So what a time to pause and go inward and think, wow, this is so challenging. I feel alone. I feel like I look different. I'm not happy with what's happening. I mean, I can imagine the soundtrack that we can play in our minds, And then to come out of that thinking, oh, wow, maybe this means I get to purge out my makeup that doesn't serve me anymore, that doesn't actually work, the colors aren't right, and then I get to turn more into skincare and skin prep, because that to Mm -hmm. me is is more helpful long-term. That's more of a longevity plan versus continuing to cover up, cover up, cover up. Right. So putting putting the nutrients back into the skin rather than putting on layers that you just wash off when you go to bed anyway. And the and I'm just thinking I'd rather invest in beautiful skincare. Mm. Before I came to England, I was in South Africa and I had to wear makeup to work there and I 
remember in the morning thinking, I'm putting this all on now and it's going to be on for a few hours and then I'm going to take it all off again. It just felt so pointless doing loads and loads of this stuff. So when I came to England and saw that women actually go completely without makeup, often no lipstick either, it was like, okay, I don't actually have to have to do the whole thing. Yes. Mm. I mean, the standard of what beauty is, was, you know, and continues to be is, I think, ever-changing. Um, and it's hard to look, you know, at a movie, TV, shows, and, and compare ourselves. I think. It's just such a false sense of security because a lot of women on TV who may look your similar age, you the, you the listeners, you know, they probably have a professional makeup artist there and they have a filter, I'm sure, on the camera and perhaps yeah. some hair pieces in, you know, which is all possible. I mean, that's something that we can do. Wow. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, wow. it's incredible to add fullness and thickness to the head. Absolutely. Wow. So for women that are actually losing the hair, um, like chunks and chunks of it, because just before the pandemic struck, I decided to make peace with the gray hairs on my head. So I'm mostly my own natural dark brown color. But before for the years, I'd been yanking out all my little gray hairs. And I thought, you know what, yeah. I'd want to have keep the little hairs. I'd have rather have them even if they're wiry than than go bald because you've got to get perspective here now. <laughs> so now it's all like completely, I don't have any color or whatever in it because that's one of the stages when you get to when you see these hairs you have to decide that you're going to keep them in or cover up one time I worked with a model who was in her 70s her history was incredible she'd worked in New York and I worked with her in California and she had hair probably past her shoulders and was using hair pieces to give her hair a little more fullness and I mentioned you know what beautiful gray hair you have you know something to that and she looked at me and smiled and she said it's not gray, honey. It's silver. And I earned every one of them. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Oh, yeah. And from then on, I said, I will always call them silver hairs because how beautiful. What value. Yes. Yes. I love it. I chuckle when I hear you say that you would pluck them. I mean, who hasn't done that? We've all done that. That's just, it resonates with me. And I always, I wondered... If we keep pulling out the same gray, isn't your body going to say, oh, it keeps getting plucked out. Maybe we don't need to grow here. I mean, I don't know scientifically if that's true, but that was what I thought. Yeah. Or maybe if the continued plucking actually kills or damages it, that it can't actually grow through again. And, you know, that would be yeah, way worse. So I think that's very well said. I mean, when you when you get a bikini wax, they say that it grows back less and less the more you go. Yeah, it's quite interesting with the um, with the hairs on like you're talking about the eyebrows, and I've I've seen pictures of women where they've kind of lost their their eyebrows, and some of them have gone for that uh, microblading and things to to actually get them back. Yes. And like initially, it's like oh my god, that is just so invasive and that. But just seeing how the face without your eyebrows, it it just looks off. You actually need that like definition. I, so I'm totally loving what you're saying about you know getting a pencil and then practicing and putting in like natural little strokes. And I think giving yourself permission to, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not assuming that, you know, the listeners haven't tried this, but I think a lot of my clients are hard on themselves. You know, they'll, they'll try it once and the color's off or it doesn't look like how they're watching, you know, the tutorial, which is 
on YouTube and the girl that they're watching is 20 and has full brows already, I just suggest, you know, let it be fun. Like if the brows don't match, is that okay? I think it's okay. You know, maybe one day they're going to look darker than the next day. Maybe one day they're going to look fuller. Maybe one day you forgot to sharpen the pencil or I think there's beauty in that. I also, of course, you know, recommend there are tutorials online of of someone who looks similar to you, whether that's coloring or brow shape or age. I think it's important to seek that out as well. Right. That's a great tip rather than a, a 20 year old who, who. Yes. You know, it's the same <laughs> as when they do 20 year olds do anti-aging tips. It's like, what are you yes. aging? You're still a baby. <laughs> it's yeah. very, very valid. Yeah. Oh, I love that tip. That's really, really good. Wow. And, you know, um, with the whole artificial intelligence and all the various robots that are being built, they're becoming more and more humanoid. And sometimes I think that how will we differentiate ourselves between a real person and a robot is that we're not going to be perfectly perfect. You know, our skin's going to, you know, we're going to be slightly lopsided or, you know, there's that kind of if you're too perfect in your face, like lots of people going for surgery and spending so much time to make themselves look completely symmetrical, they they start looking almost like a clone, I thought. I don't know if that might just be my brain working a funny way, but yeah. I think that's a beautiful acknowledgement of accepting that, you know, the realness, what is real, what is that to someone? You know, how would they define real? And that real isn't necessarily symmetrical or isn't necessarily painted on by a stencil or something, you know, real is unique. Uh, and to be able to celebrate that obviously takes, I mean, I'm still working on that for myself personally, but I mean, it's a beautiful process to just kind of accept, I don't know, I was going to say imperfections, but I almost wonder if we need to ask the world about changing that word because imperfection makes it seem, you know, negative. Like for Mm. example, my teeth Mm. are are completely crooked, you know? And so what that would be imperfect, but what, you know, what am I comparing that to? I'm comparing that to, you know, like you're saying an AI bot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like an AI bot will have perfect teeth. The eyebrows will be absolutely like mirror images. Everything will be almost too you know like if you look at an apple on a tree it's never it's never a mirror image it's always something that makes it look you know like even a leaf it's it's never identical on both sides of the the middle vein i love that visual of a tree Mm. so beautiful yeah Mm. and just the reminder that if we're going to use the word imperfection how beautiful how unique how interesting yeah you know that's what differentiates us from another and to slowly but surely embrace that part of this life um that our skin is going to continue to change you know for me one of my eyebrows is a little lower than the other and I'm sure that's going to continue to happen accepting that you know my skin is thin or whatever you know to just continue to just sit with it and know that it's happening to all of us. I mean, there has to be something beautiful in that. Like we're all going through that together collectively. Yeah. You know, when I've looked at your, the work that you've done and you've got it all on Instagram and the listeners can follow you on Instagram, Nicole underscore Elaine. 
and how the women look when you've done the work you've done their hair you've done the face they they don't look like you've done them they just look like they look more vibrant they look like they've been on a holiday they look they just look more alive they look happy they just look so gorgeous that you know they they don't look fake they just it's really really beautiful you know and you you, you kind of bring out parts of them and so I'm sure you're when you're doing it you're actually infusing them with confidence in their own inner worth and you know the conversations you have with them you're, you're probably doing a lot of what do you call it when you talk to someone and by them hearing you say things in a different and a positive light they're able to mm. take that on board and then that they're not just getting that they're feeling beautiful inside and they can express that so it's probably really healing having a session with you what a beautiful what a beautiful compliment thank you for seeing that <laughs> simply by oh. by you know see by seeing and knowing my work I mean what a beautiful compliment that is I I love that you said that they, it's as if they just came back from a holiday, you know, such a reminder, you know, when's the last time that you went on a holiday? I, I hope we can all ask ourselves that, you know, even if it's a staycation, because yeah, we do come back looking refreshed, don't we? We've got a little yeah. glow, we slept a little better. We had laughter and hugs and just, yes, you know, it was so good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Such a good reminder. Yeah. And yeah. you're absolutely right. I mean, I, if I think back at, you know, if I just close my eyes and think of some of the people who have impacted me, um, you know, I think it's therapy in a sense. I mean, I'm definitely, my job is intimate. I mean, I'm, I'm meeting a lot of these people for the very first time. We've never spoken. We've never emailed, whether they're an actor or whether they're, you know, real people who are getting their photo taken or a model and I'm inches from their face within minutes mm-hmm. of meeting them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's intense, especially now that we have, you know, a six foot <laughs> yeah, rule. Yeah. So to be instantly in someone's space, I, I can't really describe to you that feeling because it, some, I was gift. That's a gift I was given. I, I don't know where that came from. Um, that's just something that is innate in me is to feel comfortable in that space. And I think a lot of my work, yes, is talking to women about their insecurities. I mean, I think if someone comes right up close to you immediately, you're like, Oh, um, sorry for the zit or, Oh, um, I need gum or, Oh, um, you know, that's what I oh, think. Oh yes. Yes. Cause it I smells, there's of. the textures, there's so much. It's like, because the only other person that gets as close to the skin is like your, it's like your lover or husband or wife or your kiddo. That's it. It's therapy, I think, for both of us. I mean, I think I I have learned for myself that I hope to be someone as I age who isn't nitpicking over the little things because I hear it in women of all ages, you know, the insecurities that we all have. And it's not it's not just a handful. I mean it is it is so many of the women I've worked with. Um they're teaching me, you know, as much as I hope that I've left some impression on them to, I think it's just the best word is pause. You know, when I hear the stories in my head of, you know, I new wrinkles here or my brows are thinner or, you know, to kind of laugh at it all. I think um, some of my teachers have said that to me. It is happening. We can try to slow it down, but we can't stop it. Yeah. 
Because it's it's also a time for many when like when children start leaving home or going off to study or whatever, and suddenly yes. the focus gets switched. To suddenly there's that big gap before you were just looking after all these other people, and then suddenly it's like, what do you do with your time? A lot of people have career changes or start studying. It's in that way. It's quite exciting. It's like a it's like another chance to go in a new direction. You can reinvent yourself. You can rediscover yourself if you've put all your hobbies and interests and who you were aside to raise your family or whatever. I have heard that that experience is very bittersweet. And truly, to find moments to celebrate in this world, I think, is what we all need. You know, to celebrate that, oh, interesting, you know, my kids aren't here anymore. It's quiet oh, what do I do with the quiet? Oh, mm. it's kind of scary. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Okay, I can say it's uncomfortable. All right. Well, what should I... Okay, I should eat. Uh, oh, I'll go learn how to do my eyebrows. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and to accept that we are capable of being you know, alone in the quiet. I think that's what I find is challenging for a lot of people, is being with ourselves. Mm. And... So that, I guess I'll circle back around, is that when we look in a mirror, you know, and we're noticing these things about our body changing, maybe it's not look away, right? It's the accepting and the sitting with ourselves that I think is the most challenging. Mm. That's really beautiful what you're saying, just being there for yourself and looking at yourself and really healthy and a wholesome, wholesome approach. Yeah, I'm thinking too, you know, if, if I don't have children, but you know, I'm imagining your children were there for so many years and obviously there's ups and downs, but a lot of times I'm sure that child was like, you're beautiful mama or, you know, and so now it's up to you. That can be scary. Mm. I know that they're honest in the other way too. They're like, mama, yeah. your skin is wrinkly. He doesn't really pay much attention. I must say to my skin or my hair, he says, mommy's making creams again, smelly creams. And it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> they do smell, but a good way. <laughs> I wanted to ask, how do you want to be remembered? Hmm, beautiful question. I would like to be remembered as someone who wasn't afraid and was capable of loving others because she loved herself. Hmm, that's gorgeous. Hmm, yeah. That was good. That just came out of nowhere. Woohoo! Nice. That fits in so well at this time of life. It's just, I think women that could just, yeah. Wow. And I have another question now. Who is your favorite superhero? You know, I think what's coming to me for a favorite superhero is a real person. I recently watched the Frida Kahlo movie. And why I think to me she's a superhero is it was the fearlessness and the love that she exuded. Those are beautiful qualities to me in a superhero. And then an artist. So that would make sense as to why I'm drawn to an artist. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a great answer. I was kind of putting you on the spot there to throw you some things out I of the it. left field. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. This is like, this is like its own form of therapy. I joke with friends, you know, whenever we're trying to think of let's say an, an actor in a movie or a skincare product or a brand of something. It's so easy to grab your phone and just look it up. 
Mm-hmm. So we joke that we have a practice of like, no, don't grab your phone. You have to think of it. And so uh-huh. we all spend, you know, a few moments trying really hard. And then we'll get on another topic and chat away. And then all of a sudden someone yells in the middle of the room, like, you know, squalling or you know, yes. whatever the actor's name is. <laughs> That's brilliant. Just suddenly like give the old gray matter a bit of a workout. So. <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny. It's, if I had to remember the landline number at home or whatever, I wouldn't be able to do it. Or the mobile number of someone. I mean, gone are the days of having to, to remember like 10 different phone numbers with the dial codes and everything. Yeah. Absolutely right. I've had a, an awesome time chatting to you. I quite like the idea of getting back on a call with you in a couple of months' time and having another catch-up. Absolutely. I would love that. I yeah. feel hopeful that our honest words are light and inspiring You know, I can only hope that this chat with you and I just speaking candidly is maybe just enough for someone to go purchase an eye pencil or just to remember that it doesn't have to be a big overhaul. You know, that to me feels overwhelming. I really like the philosophy of, you know, less is more. And so hopefully that's that's a takeaway. It's a brilliant one. And obviously to get a pencil that made by a natural brand, a non-toxic pencil. Absolutely. Very important. It's very inspiring. I'm actually looking at my eyebrow and thinking they could do with a few little bits. I'd never thought of drawing a few in on the end. That could be something to play with over Christmas time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And without without thinking it needs to look a certain way, you know? I mean, it's just art. Makeup is what, and you can wash it off. That's the best part. Fantastic, Nicole. Thank you so much. It's been, it's been wonderful. I'm just... Uh, Looking forward to the next time and what a treat. Thank you so much.